epic fail. No. You should have. What are you guys talking about? Dr. Kayla Horrible? has seen Doctor Horrible. Okay. You should have Kayla sit you down and make you no. watch Doctor Horrible. She's sitting me down and making me watch a bunch of things. Whenever you're ready. All right. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that'll be on the list. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are... Blake Starling. Oh, Roger yeah. May. And I'm... What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marvin, the depressed robot. You're not Mr. Positivity today? I'm not Mr. Positivity. Johnny just watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the first time. Yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah. See? I'm Johnny. Told you. And then producing, as always, is Matt Lubick. Say hi, Matt. What's up? <laughs> Gotta change that. <laughs> that was so enthusiastic. I love the energy in this room. <laughs> yes. Are you already remote playing? Uh, Did you bring pause. your freaking Nintendo? No, no. I brought my Vita so I can oh, play yeah. PS4. Oh, okay. Well, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Anyway, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we review comics. I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, We typically review a DC book, a Marvel book, and an indie book each week. We do some news. We do a graphic novel. We're going to have some fun with some trivia. Well, we're going to attempt to have some fun with some trivia. (laughs) Who knows? It could just all fall apart before we even get there. Probably. Um, We're going to answer some questions and do some previews and news and all that stuff. So, without further ado, Johnny. Oh, man. Pitch the most important book this week and don't screw it up. Don't get nervous, Johnny. Well, that's that's (laughs) one way. God. Okay, so we're doing. Uh, this was so good. It was so good, Johnny. Come on. I feel like I'm shaking. Don't you shake. Are. <laughs> you got right. this, man. So this is the Flash uh, number twenty-one, uh, part two of the story arc, uh, the Button, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, I believe. Yep. And art by I have no idea who. Howard uh, Porter. Porter. Bro. Right. What? Yeah. Rock of Ages. I wasn't. Big fan of horror. You stop it right now. I like the story, but not. (laughs) Blake, we're going to have to smack him later. (laughs) Jonathan, I don't want to be your attempt at assault on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's uh, basically uh, the Flash is is, um, trying to figure out what happened to the button and what happened to the reverse Flash. What happened to Bruce? (laughs) Yeah. Um, After last week's issue of Batman where... Uh, the reverse flash disappeared for maybe like a millisecond and came back and was basically dead. Uh, and he's using the uh, the Johnny cosmic this. Don't break mail. it down. All right, all right. <laughs> the full summary. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, flash is investigating the button, and they end up in the Flashpoint universe. Yeah. Yeah. Flashpoint universe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's start off with first page of this because... I hate it when you pick me first. God. I know. That's why I do it, though, because it's just fun. Um, the first page of this actually is a callback to the Rebirth issue also um, with Johnny Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's he's an old man trying to summon the genie, the the Thunderbolt. Right. And um, he's his magic word that he usually uses to summon him is say you. And that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You're going to make this awkward, aren't you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing great. Oh, you're doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, God. So <laughs> I warn that's you, jealousy Johnny. in your voice, now, like, Blake is one of my best friends, yeah. and you have to sit through this. No, I'm fine. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I, I thought this was a neat little, like, there's interesting prologue pieces that I'm assuming they're going to do for the next two also. Because the first one we had Saturn Girl in right. the same asylum or mm-hmm. whatever. This one we had um, Johnny Thunder right. for like a page. 
getting pulled back in because he's old and they're worried that he's going to hurt himself and whatnot. So all these little things are, are tying neatly back into that rebirth issue. Yeah. So, um, what does that say about their security that there's an old man on top of a building <laughs> in a storm? Well, he, to be fair, he's an old man <laughs> with superpowers at one point. But he doesn't have he's them little, now. He's a little wily. Yeah. All right. I this mean, is, but this like, is Gotham. They really, <laughs> those guys really don't care. But I mean, like, this is literally the second time he's escaped. Uh, that we know yeah, of. Not the, you didn't it's an insane asylum. Yeah. People that work there <coughs> probably don't care. Look at oh, Arkham God. Asylum, yeah. bro. How <laughs> often do people get out of Arkham? A yeah. lot, yeah. There needs to be more funding. The pay rate's probably really yeah. bad. Yeah. That's exactly. why they're always breaking out. The um, next page. Yeah, really the next good. page is where the official um, story starts to take take place, where Barry has, has kind of turned the Batcave into a full crime scene investigation. He's got all the little number tags, the the chalk outline on around the Abarthon, you know, and just it's all taped up and and whatnot while Bruce is you know recovering. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful splash page. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. Howard Porter's one of those artists that I feel like has evolved with the times. Like his art from the '90s is not like his art now. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, I like this art much better than the Rock of Ages art from the '90s because that just wasn't for me. But this I can I can get behind. With. Um, it's well, artists it's tend to get better and kind of evolve their style. Well, yeah. So I mean, chances are, if you don't like, you know, one story with one guy, you'll like another one. Except for John Romita Jr. Just not gonna let that go. <laughs> no, or, yeah. I'm not. It's acquired taste, Johnny. This like, is so much like, better in person. It's beautiful. So um, anyway, I, because the pacing actually changed in this issue and we had some full story get driven forward finally, now it's kind of like, okay, we're going to see kind of more of the investigative side outside of, you know, just the one minute that the first issue <laughs> took place in. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot longer read. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything would be a lot longer read probably than, than Batman 21, which was a great book. Um, this was this was really cool, though. Um. So is this is this leading up to like an event with the Watchmen written by Jeff Johns or is Don't know yet. nothing no, announced? Because nothing's announced. I feel we like just know that something in the summer is is coming with Batman Me- or Dark Knight Metal mm-hmm. and all that. Um, we don't know if that's going to tie into any excuse me Watchmen stuff. But Jeff Johns never announced what he was writing. He just tweeted an image of Doctor Manhattan. Mm. So. But I mean, like, because I feel like this should be kind of his story to tell, and I'm oh, pretty. I guarantee you, the the meat of this will be. Yeah, and and John's I, launched everything with Rebirth. I guarantee you, he's gonna come back to it at some point. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've enjoyed these past two issues. Um, it, it just feels like, what I I don't know what the end. Um, well, with four yeah. issues, I don't know what the end is. Yeah. You know, well, remember this. You got to keep in mind, slow burn. Yeah, slow burn. This I, is this is gonna this is only gonna tantalize us. I think by the end of it. I do gotta say, I am a big fan of Joshua Williamson, <coughs> um, but I do prefer the first issue over this one, uh, just specifically because of the nine panel grid and the the seconds ca- counting down, because that was just amazing. Well, that. That's almost not even fair, though. Like, King yeah. was kind of like dibs. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. to set that off. And then it's like, and the hard work's on you the next issue. Because that, like I said, that was a heck of an opening salvo. Yeah. Um, you know, and now we've, with a lot of this issue, it's the actual story that's taking place. Not just this fantastic kind of, like, one minute Secrets in the Batcave. of events, yeah. 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 Or event. So, 
But I do like, you know, kind of Barry playing the, the crime scene investigator and Bruce still wanting to kind of be involved with, you know, the detective work while he's recovering and whatnot. Um, there's some kind of cool little pages where Barry's kind of almost reporting to Bruce as he's, he's uh, you know, recovering. I don't know. What do you think? I, I liked it. I liked the banter between them, too, especially when he's talking about uh, running the samples multiple times. And he looks at him and he goes, Bruce. Like, like, <laughs> that was like, great. And, you know, um, I don't think as often you get to see uh, Flash use his detective skills. The stories that I've read, it's usually him just running fast. Yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Right there. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's kind of great. At least you get little glimpses of it when Barry is like in the lab not as the flash he's just bare. right we get yeah. little things of him and then he's like oh gotta go you know yeah and, he, and then he's running fast yeah and so it is great to actually see the flash be you know kind of a detective with right Bruce. and how he, he turned the entire bat cave into a crime scene and he probably did it in like what less than a minute or yeah, something probably. like that that's great so how that's cool. is um how is batman running right next to him on the He's not journey. running. He's, he's he's tethered. Yeah, he's tethered. <laughs> oh, with you're the right. Battery. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's kind of get ahead a little bit here. So I was like, wouldn't he fall off after after some quiet moments with you know Bruce and Barry kind of figuring out like, hey, you know, this is kind of we. They say in this also that they never really or they had investigated the button before and they never really got anywhere with it. Yeah. It wasn't until recently that reaction to the psycho pirate's mask that caused all this extra stuff to happen. So they decide, like, to go to the watchtower and get Flash's cosmic treadmill to trace the energy, if you will. Right, because they acknowledge that the the convenience pin is missing. That yeah. was the one thing that didn't come back. And so where is it? And so Barry, you know, says, "Hey, I think I can trace the energy signature using the cosmic treadmill." Yeah. So, um, Batman tethers himself to it, Johnny. Just. Yeah, I saw that. I just thought, like, in my head, I thought it funny that he would fall off the treadmill. <laughs> He's just, like, flapping there. Yeah, just the flash. <laughs> like, cape just going in the wind. So, but um, what's – I want to get to some of these. There's a – Howard Porter puts a lot of little callbacks um, in the Watchtower. Like, um, like – this first page. Oh, yeah. I know like, There's a lot about. of little little things here throughout. Like, I don't even think I could identify them, but they're things that, like, we got, you know. Booster Gold. First, yeah, um, Skeets. And then I think that's Lobo's Lobo. Uh, I don't know who the book and the wand are for. This is the dial for Dial H for Hero, if you guys remember that sitting there. So a lot of little callbacks. Um, Wonder Woman's Shield. Uh, we got uh, the old uh, Martian Manhunter cape hanging up. Yeah. Um, looks like Blue Beetle's little ship docked at the top. So there's a lot of little great callback type stuff that Howard Porter kind of sneaks in. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm looking at. And and <laughs> at all these things, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, these are things. <laughs> uh, the colors are amazing too on the book. Hi Hi Fi did a great yeah. job. I mean, combined with Howard Porter's art, it looks like the Flash is going to jump off the page every time I see him. Yeah, definitely. Hi Fi does a lot of the. Um, big books right if i'm not mistaken i believe so yeah he, he does he does a lot of coloring you know he's up there with matt wilson and jordy belair and okay. oh okay yeah cool is it a he or is it a company yeah it's probably a company right i think it's a company yeah. that houses colorists really i i'm not I, I won't swear to that but someone looked that up google, google that stuff yeah okay 
Maybe that's what high five. Because I mean, FCO Placenza goes by FCO, and that's like one guy. Yeah. yeah. And Art Germ. Art Germ. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley Lau. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and guy. then obviously little Starros in the corner. You know, so there's a lot of a lot of fun little things. They're so cute. If you're, yeah, when they're not sucking your face. <laughs> Those extra lines on the Flash's costumes are ridiculous. What do you mean the lightning? Yeah. But like it's only when he's using. In a bad way force. or a good way. Uh, in a bad way, Johnny. What? Yeah, no. like I'm. I'm a fan of just like the <laughs> red suit with just like the. the I yellow. like it when he's you know running and it's got all the lightning. Well, no, 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 that that's fine. But when he's actually still, he still has those uh, like lightning bolts around his mask, and that just looks ridiculous. No, no. maybe he's no. going to the bathroom in between panels, yeah. and that's how they're they're <laughs> stimulating that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when we get to the the interesting thing here is when we get to them actually using the uh the cosmic treadmill. They start going through their timeline, which they at first think are alternate realities. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's all the events essentially that have kind of happened, or not all of them, but but some some serious callbacks um, to the Justice League in particular. And what's funny, and I knew you'd appreciate this one, <clears throat> we're reviewing um, Identity Crisis, the graphic novel, later tonight, and there is a direct panel callback to that particular story in here along with a couple of other um, major like when Barry sacrifices himself in crisis, crisis on mm-hmm. yeah. to the, the speed force like all this all this stuff um, that they throw in there before they arrive to their or I, I shouldn't say arrive before they crash land to yeah. their destination because it's you know nothing can go right see that flash costume is much better <coughs> which one that one right there just like Johnny, no you are just lines. nitpicking. Yeah, just nitpicking. <laughs> anyway, oh, don't worry, that's um, not going to affect my score or anything. So they 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 get to they crash and it looks like they crash land in the Batcave like early on, back in time. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but what we find out is that they've actually somehow crossed over into dun 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 Flashpoint. God, <laughs> right here. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys share like one conscious mind or something? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Is that why his dad was in there? Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. Thomas Wayne. Because we we see the gun that murdered Bruce and Martha from the Flashpoint universe, and Bruce is like, I'd recognize that, you know, kind of thing. And in the last page, we have a face to face meeting of Batman and Thomas Wayne. Didn't, or Bruce and Thomas. Didn't Thomas Wayne die in Flashpoint though? I think he died. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. So but the whole universe was. Yeah, but this is comics, bro. Yeah, but I'm like. Went back to right point right yeah, yeah, it's all know. it's alternate universe time travel. Yeah, anything that, that is makes spot. sense. Yep. Plus, whoever's got the imagination, eh? Yeah. Screw reality. We we can do what we want. So yeah, because comics. So um, that's kind of like the entire breakdown of this particular issue. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I. I am super curious to see what in the heck is going to take place in Batman. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just stunned. I'm going to give it a five, a solid five. And I'm looking over at Jonathan, and I think he's going to give it a five. Oh, I'm, it's a five from me, Simon Cowvoice. It's a five <laughs> from me, Johnny. Um, yeah, it's a four and a half for me. I knew it wasn't going to go off. I, know, I, <laughs> I do. I do. Yep. I really enjoyed Look it. Look at the detail on Bruce's face, though. Tell me that's not good. It, it, it's good. The belt. The Thomas belt. His, but his it, belt. I think I have the same effect, like, when you're reading uh, a good comic book 
and like an extremely good comic book like Saga and then when you just keep reading issues that are like plateau you're just like eh, this was good but you know I expected better and better and from going from uh, last week's Batman issue which was amazing to me this one just kind of fell a little bit below that mm. I mean or half not a star yeah <laughs> oh the cover yeah you're I'm, right the cover on, should man. make just it a get five. out of here yeah, yeah. Get out of here with your your Mr. Positivity negativity on this show. Come on, Johnny. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you guys can give me crap, We're too. We're coaxing him into making I'm it. at four and a half, too. Yeah. Because I thought... You're not I giving him anything? Batman 21... <laughs> He's the big boss. ...was a five. Yeah. And, I mean, that was it was an absolutely great issue that had a, a, a great concept, was expertly executed... It was great, and this was a it was it was a really really good comic. I loved it. I loved how it advanced the story. That final page with Bruce's dad was epic. Mm-hmm. The, in between, it was it was a really good read. Yeah, and so I I would say almost perfect. If yeah. they did it in a minute again, quite. would you have been like pirated? Or you game, know what? game two of the yeah. NHL playoffs yeah. in the background. Had you, I bought you a Frappuccino prior to this, would you <laughs> give it a five? Maybe. Okay. Or you know what? Maybe if we didn't read the last issue, this would have been a five. Mm. Well, to me, they're both fives because, like I said, Tom King kind of like – it was kind of like luck of the draw for that for him. Like I get to start this and I have this great concept. But they're different you know, styles yeah. too. And I think that I think that – I think that this story suited Joshua Williamson and yes. and King's opening issue suited him. suited his style. And I think that you're going to see I'm I'm really curious next week with Batman's issue to see how King delivers the advancement, on that, yeah. you know. Yeah. He also how, said how he, he also set really high expectations. I mean, know? that that that's I mean, very true. And yeah. and uh, Batman 21 was the first King book that I read. Batman wise, since he launched that really that I really really liked, oh, you know. Okay. And look, it's not to knock him; he's a capable enough writer. There, I love Omega Man. Vision's uh, one of the greatest comic Vi- books ever. Vision's good; it's just not my my thing. Mm-hmm. I get why why it is what it is. Wow. Believe me. Um, that being said, you know, his Batman run has been a frustrating yeah. read for me. Yeah. Um, and that's almost as if he's been intimidated. Yeah. By writing Batman. Yeah. Until issue twenty one, where it was just like because it's let like loose. you read that, and it's like uh, now where was we're this? Yeah, right. This is like this know. actually feels like Tom King from those other books. So yeah. yeah, he's not he's not being suffocated under his own weight mm-hmm. essentially. Like because look, once again, not to knock it. If you're bat- there's plenty of people that like Tom King's Batman run so far. I know you've been digging it, right? Um, For the most there, part, there's parts that I dig about it and parts that I don't. But he. He understands the character, and he's a very capable writer. Definitely on um, Batman Twenty One, completely different from anything that he's yeah. done since the beginning. And it was it was uh, refreshing. It was a good palate cleanser for yeah. what's been going disagree. on. I, I think in the first story arc, mm-hmm. uh, I am Gotham, Gotham. Yeah, I don't think he understood Batman. I I mean I still enjoyed the story though. Yeah, but I don't think he understood Batman. I don't think he got you read that book and it's like this isn't Batman. <laughs> I hadn't read anything else, you know, because I was like, eh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. 
now I, it makes me want to go back, Henry, because I've heard great things about the I Am Bane storyline, I Am mm-hmm. Suicide. That I, I, I like really I Am good. Suicide more than I and liked I'm like I Am Gotham. Uh, I'm like, okay. Have you read Bane yet? You know? Not yet. David, David when Fincher's I read, art's really When good. I read mm-hmm. issue 21, I'm like, this guy, okay, now this this guy gets Batman. Yeah. And so I, for me, more than anything else, I'd be <coughs> curious to see the transition mm-hmm. between that first story arc and what I thought was not right. Batman and to to this because I mean that's pretty quick. I mean you're only talking about a few months time mm-hmm. since so. what May or June. Yeah. Well, I mean the story arc started uh, the first week of June, six issues, you go a month and a half, and yeah. then and then till now. So I mean it's six seven months time. Yeah. All right. But great book. Yeah. Great book. Yep. Yeah. Love the art. That was twenty minutes. Really. Uh-huh. Well, it was the Sweet. button. It was the button. We kind of had okay. to. So. We'll kick it up a notch. Yeah. Blake. I'll go next. We reviewed Aliens Dead Orbit. In the Alien universe, a crew on a way station comes across what they think is a salvaging ship, but they encounter something more. Johnny. There you go. That's how you pitch a book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, but he's prepared. But he I like the awkward side eye that you gave Johnny at the very end of that. You were like, yep. Real oh, quick. I thought he was just making a pass at it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Mm, the I'll after hours both. of the podcast. After hours. What were you going to say, Blake? Oh, how do you pronounce the last name? Is it Stokey? Stoko. Stoko. Okay. Didn't he do some Moon Knight? Yes. He did okay. a couple pages in yes. Moon Knight, right? The ones that we reviewed. And man, I'm in love with his art. Oh, yeah. And props. He did story, art, and lettering. Yep. I mean, He lettered it, too? Yeah. yeah. That's wow. Bro needs to give some other people some work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh nah, he, he, nah, he, he well, I'm just saying, like, he just no. got selfish yeah. on this. He's like, "This is, is my really baby." Good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we definitely needed a different letter. I didn't have a problem with it, really. No, I because I thought, I it, fit I thought it fit the tone yeah, of the book and it, it fit his style. It definitely fit his style, but I, I have. A real I was problem being sarcastic with when I said that, Johnny. Okay, because great. like that's all I was. I didn't I, have a problem with it because I don't know how to read. So. <laughs> The pictures were beautiful. That's why I yeah. like comics. Definitely. I can just look at the pictures. We probably shouldn't wait till the, the 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 news that today is Alien Day. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So yep. Happy I found Alien out Day. at about noon. So what is Alien Day? Stephen, Stephen Greer Alien? texted me and was like, it's National Alien Day. Are you doing anything? And I'm like, what? That's awesome. So what? why, why is today Aliens Day? I think it's the first time no that the it movie came out. Came out. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Anniversary. Mm-hmm. 79. Okay. Was it, it was 79? Yeah, it was 79. But anyway, so yeah, it works out great that we're reviewing this book. And I I loved it, man. This is this is the second Alien book that we've read from Dark Horse now in, in the last few months. And man, they are killing it. Yeah. Dark you know, Horse had to have... In that universe. Dark Horse had to have something to fill the void of Star Wars after Marvel reacquired Star Absolutely. Wars. And so they stepped it up with Alien, Prometheus, Predator, all that stuff. They were just like, right. okay, we'll just acquire those properties and just... Yeah, beef, the yeah, beef them up. <laughs> yeah, because the the last book that the well, they've last... had them for a while. They've that, I mean, did they? they've had them almost all along. I really? mean, they've been doing alien stories. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple omnibuses ABP. out for um, for all of those. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. definitely giving them more of a push because uh, the last yeah. book that we read was uh, what Aliens Defiance. Defiance. That was amazing, Which and I hadn't e- I haven't even watched any of the Aliens movies. Yeah, like any, and I just completely in love with that book, and and this book is great too because it. It tells a, sto- a story because I, I assume we don't know any of these characters. Nope, um, I was un- I was unaware of any of them. Yeah, so it, it's definitely interesting. Um, like I said, I just couldn't get past the lettering. 
The only thing that was a bit wonky for me was the was the time jumps back and forth. Right. You know, I'm not. I I think to do that, um, you need a you different have transition. To be really good. Yeah. You know, and you shouldn't do it that much. I'll talk more about that during Star Wipe the, transition the graphic then? novel review too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm scared right now. It's you know, but it but it's 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 man, what a what a great first issue. Yeah. yeah. The um I think we were talking about how the art reminded us of what Frank Quietly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely. really dug it. How like every the debris and everything like that and it feels like used space like they've been on that um station forever. That's great. Well, cuz I think he had um there were like three time jumps in there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just back and forth, back and forth. You're talking about with the cigarettes and everything like that cuz I was getting a little yeah. confused when he first saw the um alien xenomorph. Yeah. There we go. The xenomorph. Yeah, because it starts off with him seeing some, like seeing the, the either the salvage ship or whatever, and then it goes back and it says before, and like you're getting the idea that this particular main character lost the entire crew. Yeah. And oh, okay. I did when you have and yeah. there's and there's all kinds of debris around, you know, because he, you know, on his ship too. This is um, this is kind of a way station. You know, gas station. Yeah. You know, uh, out orbiting this planet, and when when you first see it, I mean, there's a debris trail from from this way station that's actually creating a ring around this planet that's not there when when they go back in time to before yeah. whatever went down. Um, so something major major happened, and and we don't we don't know that yet. We know that. Um, because he gets freaked out when he sees a like a compressor, wall. yeah, and a hole in the wall, and it looks kind of like you know a xenomorph. So, right, um, we know we know what it is. We know what's coming. You don't. Well, you do see a xenomorph at the end of this book for a little bit. Yeah, I gotta say, James Stokoe's rendition of the xenomorph at the end is amazing. Yeah, yeah. especially the really the preview good. to the next uh, issue. Yeah, it's really good. God, I love this art. And there's something up with that that case that he was going after. I think right. there's something yeah, important he needs in the there. the case. We don't right. know what that is. There's a whole heck of a lot of just like mystery to the beginning of this. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. they don't explain a whole heck of a lot. I mean, and granted, that feels like an alien movie because it's just like they drop you in the middle of this and it's like this guy's surviving. The like, cryostasis scene was crazy. The thing oh, for yeah. me, you know, that 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 made me realize. I think that the problem that I have with the time jumps in this is that this is a this is a an extremely well written comic and with the time jumps and stuff it it kind of builds some suspense mm-hmm. but not like alien horror does yeah okay if it was if this comic was written in a linear fashion where you don't you don't know what's coming mm-hmm. i think that it actually might have played more to like the alien horror mythos it uh, might have okay. built more suspense, yeah. right? Like, cause, well, like the as original a reader, film. you know what's coming, but right, 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 right. But no, that you that you follow these guys, and you're like, oh, they, oh when when are, when are they going to see it? When are they going to see it? Of course, that could have taken a while. You might not have seen a xenomorph yeah. until the third issue if you told it linearly, yeah. you know. And the pacing could have been like a super slow burn um, for the been. first that for that first issue so and i think we'll have to see following following this series 
we'll have to see how how all of this stuff played out and what kind of time and then it, it may have been it may have been the right call to do it nonlinear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I could see him trying to uh, differentiate uh, the, between the time jumps uh, with the coloring. But I feel like he needed maybe some other type of uh, narrative device to separate the the two timelines yeah. because I did get confused at, at various points like, oh, wait, what's going on? And and then until I noticed the coloring, I was like, OK, the coloring's different. That's what that's what is that because nobody was sitting down to read it with you? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And be like, these are the pretty pages, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> read it to you with a flashlight <laughs> under the covers. Exactly. like That, that. would be fun. <laughs> Uh, so we, we skipped kind of some stuff because in the middle of this book, the way station sees this salvage, what they assume is a salvage ship. Yeah, yeah. And so they go on to investigate because they're hailing it. Nothing, nothing right. Back. And they find these three people in cryo sleep and the ship looks like it's just been wrecked right, on the right. inside. There's very obvious like there was an alien running through this ship because there's the acid melted, you know, doorways and things like that. They try to resuscitate these three passengers and fail miserably. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that scene, I was just like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. I I was kind of wishing they would have just pulled out a gun and popped them <laughs> all in the head. I'm like, you're going to try and save that that smoking meat? Yeah. Oh. No. He turned. They Basically, these people in the cryopods get turned into human soup. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just boiled. So they, they, like you said, they attempt to save them, and then I'm assu- I'm assuming there's like you know an alien just brewing on the inside of one of those people that they bring on board. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just incubating away. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. Yep. I don't want that burrito anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it flashes back to present time after you see them trying to save these people and get them to the the med dock on their uh, way station, and that's when our main character kind of gets spooked a little bit um, by, you know, the, this compressor and stuff. And then he he has to actually go down this hallway where there actually is an alien because he dropped his case. Yeah, but that's but that last part where yeah. he gets spooked and he has the case and he sees a xenomorph, that's a time jump. That's, that's in the future when he's, like, by yes. himself. Yes. When he's the last yeah, one. Yeah, it, so it jumps forward there. You go, you're presumably well past whenever they got the the meat hus back to yeah to their <laughs> ship and you know tried to tried to because whatever know, save he, him. whatever he did because he has to suit up because there's this danger alarm in the beginning the middle of the book flashes back and then at the end is when it, it goes forward and it's, he's coming back in from whatever he did outside when he gets spooked and then yeah it jumps. It jumps a lot. I, yeah, I kept. Getting... Well, there's the there's the t- there's starts in the present or where wherever you know it is. It goes before, then it jumps forward. So I don't know what he had to do on the outside of the ship where he had to suit up, right. or what was in that case that he was walking down the hallway with. If that's what he retrieved from the outside, I have to yeah. go back and and look. But yeah, it's definitely a book that would probably require a couple of reads to get a good handle on the timing yeah that's not a bad thing though no nope. sometimes when you, oh you no especially because it's time. a great book yeah 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 did you guys want to do some star readings do you have anything to add i just wanted to know what was in the case do you think it was like tang or like space <laughs> tang or something <laughs> god dang it it's a nesquik nesquik 
It's a it's a nuclear device. He, yeah. He's gonna blow the whole place. And the xenomorph's like, now I have your tang, and he just like, <laughs> he's like, wow. I really like tang. Do you want to give your first star rating? No, go, you go ahead. Don't do this to me. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on you, dude. Okay, on the count of three. God. Four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Punk. you, Roger. Johnny. <laughs> uh, yeah, four stars. Should we do this on three? One, One two, two, three, three four five, and a half. Four and a half. Oh. oh. I really liked it. That well, I know. I really liked it. I liked it too. But I don't. I don't know. Okay, so you guys that missed, Blake chimed in at five. Jonathan at four and a half. Right at the same time, Blake then tried to change his answer. I thought he was going to say five. That's why I said Blake. You're such a poser. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, he's not. But (laughs) for Jonathan, I would pose for anything. This that sounded weird. That really sounded weird. (laughs) Okay, no, seriously. This is this is another great aliens book. Yeah. Um, whether you're a fan of the Aliens universe or not, uh, pick this up. It's it's a great read. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why I went down half a star. It's like, Aliens is a great franchise. Not my thing. Like, like I want to go see the new movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not. I'm scared, too. You want to hold hands with Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, um, the more I read from the Aliens universe, it does seem like my type of thing. Probably is, dude. It's You've seen the first Alien movie, I've never right? seen any of them. I, I do have to okay, agree with you, though. More uh, I, I love Kayla. Yeah. Kayla, make him watch that this weekend. Okay. Sure. Alien. Oh, the first. Alien is a must-see. Yeah. You've never seen the first one, John? I've never seen any. You're going to pee a little. Okay. Just see the first one. <laughs> just it's right good. now, the just the first one. Yeah. More than usual? Yes. Mm, yes. Okay. The, the, a, Alien was very good. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Way back yeah. in the day. All right, so our Marvel book for this week is Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, your number book of the week. one. I love it when you're, you pitch Marvel books. Yeah, your, yeah. Your, your book of the week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because this is the one book that I just did not know how I felt about, and I told this to Roger. What's the pitch? Um, if you want to trip down nostalgia lane with all the other 90s kids like me. Blake, and me. Yeah. Not Johnny. Um, Rogers too. Because there's a lot of bad bad comics in the '90s, and there's a lot of great comics in the '90s too. There's just, some. Uh, Look at you all hipsterish over here. Like <laughs> I just like don't like anything because I'm Mister Positivity. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't sound like that. Oh, you sound exactly <laughs> like that. Anyway, if you want to trip down uh, nostalgia lane, <laughs> Jesus, I feel attacked. Anyway. <laughs> oh, if I attacked I you, you'd know. Hear the pitch. I want um, to hear the pitch. And and. Uh, See Ben Riley in a really badly designed new costume, literally stolen from a cosplayer. And yeah, (laughs) that is just—it's just literally stolen from from a cosplayer. Cosplayer. That was funny. That was funny. Jonathan, bitch it. Um, and you want to see Ben Riley get kind of douchey? This is the book for you. Um, so to me, this is the really bad version of like 2012 Scarlet Spider with Kane. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's what kind of like the vibes that I've been Except getting. Kane, but Kane wasn't he? He look. There's things I liked about this book. Really? Things that yeah. There's some things I liked. Like, dude, it did remind me of like when I watched the Saturday morning Spider-Man cartoon and they did the whole clone saga. Mm-hmm. And they they had Ben Riley in there. And there's some funny stuff because this is Ben Riley resurrected from clone conspiracy. Correct. Yeah. Uh, um, the, not resurrected. I mean, it's, it's the former. No, it's it's 
Well, so he I became mean, the he jackal. Is, he is a clone, but yeah. it's it's the Ben Riley that's been there all along. He okay, was same the one. jackal and is now, you know, after being defeated in, in clone conspiracy, he's kind of on the run, doesn't want Pete to find him. He's going back, you know, to being Scarlet uh Scarlet Spider. In Vegas. In yeah, in Las Vegas. Sin City. Um there's some uh, like some of the stuff I liked was the fact that he's got apparently multiple personalities now, and one of them is the he's, Ode. I, that's because I, I had to ask you questions because I've never I was out of comics in the nineties. I don't know, don't really know Ben Riley. Don't know Scarlet Spider. You know, I did read some of the issues with Kane, which were really good, a little mm-hmm. bit darker. Um, but he's always had issues with kind of the schizophrenia. That's Has always he? been yeah, it's always been there. So that's you know, I'm like okay. If 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 they're pulling that back in, I'm cool with that. If that's been part of his character before, because I didn't know if they were trying to just you know rip off this Moon Knight vibe, you know. Oh, okay, I could crazy. see that. So, yeah, um, that that was a big question I had. Uh, I think he's got the snarkiness of Peter, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, the the kind of attitude of Deadpool. Yeah, we were talking know? about that. Yeah, um, and, and and a really bad costume. Like, I will say, like Johnny said that that he stole from a cosplayer, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, Jonathan, I talked a little bit about this book earlier today, and there's a lot to love about this book. This is actually a very well written comic, yeah. and some of the well, humor is Peter spot David, on. Mark Bagley, yeah, team with a pedigree, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look, I think I think Blake, I may have this is may have. Uh, been, I think it was you that I described yeah. when I read this. When I first read this book, it was like 4, 4.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Tuesdays are brutal days. We started about 4.30 in the morning. It had been a long day, a hard day. I wasn't in a very good mood, and I was trying to get through the reading. And I read this book, and it you know, it, it made me laugh. Right. It made me feel better. There right. are you some know? great moments and in yeah. this book. The humor was, was really some good. some stuff now. that there's some stuff that I was concerned about, like like the multiple person or the the schizophrenia or whatever. Right. The fact that he's now penniless after having apparently hordes of money to run this you know organization. Uh, was it new you with the the cloning stuff and all this? And it's like wow, you you know. And I don't think they ever addressed that. Right. So I have some of the the, the issues that I have with this book are continuity related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out of the loop too. With him stealing his costume from a cosplayer, I thought was funny, and leaving him naked in yeah, a hotel room. In a hotel room, it's not his fault. It also the opens the door for him to change his costume. Mm-hmm. You know, without you know, I find it fascinating that they show the OG costume on the cover. So, um, him, you know, asking the girl for you know hundred bucks, who fifty bucks? Who we say? Well, yeah. it was 100. Oh, yeah. And then she's, all she's I like, have all I got is 50. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to hold you to the other 50. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. Aunt Aunt Jane. Okay, that was funny. You know. Aunt June. Aunt June. Aunt, oh, June. Sorry, That's close June. to May. June. Yeah. That's pretty close to May. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. I read it a couple times, and I was like, why does he keep calling her Aunt June? Oh, and my her God. Husband, and Because you, you basically have this old woman who's like. Just addicted to slots. Addicted to slot machines. And her husband is like, what are you doing here? We have to. And so he's like, you know, uh, Ben comes in and he, or Ben Riley, 
And he's like, is your name Ben by any chance? And he's like, no. And he's like, okay, good. You're dead anyway, so you should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh, my God. They, you know, there was a lot of very, very funny stuff going yeah. on in this book. So, And we still have Kane poking around. I have a question yeah. about Kane. Is Kane a clone? Kane is a clone of yeah. Peter yeah. also. Oh, okay. Because back in the day, I thought that was the persona that um, Peter Parker took on when the whole clone conspiracy was no, going so, on. He's uh, an actual clone. Kane okay. is okay. one of the He's failed clones, and so that le- left him with uh, scars on his body. Oh, and then okay. in like 2012, they fixed them, and he became the Scarlet Spider, which is a mm-hmm. good run by Chris Yost. Yep. Okay. And... I guess now he's a bad again. Yeah, I that's why well, they mentioned with the scars. He's always been like okay. an anti-hero. Yeah, okay. yeah, because in in Spider Island they did some good stuff with him. Yeah, that, that's um, where he got fixed. Where, yeah, yeah, where Spider-Man. he 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 was willing to do the things that ethically Spider-Man couldn't do. Yeah, the, the yeah. tagline for that book was uh, all the power, all, no the no responsibility. Right, none of the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. This is a great tagline. Um, I feel like <laughs> this character was annoying. I I feel like I've Mm. I Ben Riley? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure this is how you feel about Deadpool is like, oh god, just shut up. You know? I I found him Deadpool very Deadpool is still much more obnoxious. Yeah, definitely. I found him irritating and annoying and I aren't at the last page they pull a gun on gun on him and I kind of just wish they just pull the trigger and there that's it. That's the end of the book. <laughs> that got <'Cause>, dark. <laughs> wow. God, he he was annoying. He was at any point really crappy. Ugh. At any point when you were reading this, did it make you want to go back and read Bendis' ultimate Spider-Man line when Mark Bagley and him were doing that? I do love that run. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's When I was reading this, I was like, man, I need to go back and reread that run. That yeah. was a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Bagley's art on this is yeah. really good. It's, it's fun, man. His art, his art's fun. I love it. I just – I uh, we reviewed Kill or Be Killed, and we mentioned how we can't get behind a character who's doing this kind, these kinds of things. I can't get behind him. I honestly wish he was left dead. Oh, because his moral, you don't yeah. like his morals. Okay. Like, really? Like, dude, come on. What What are you doing? This is just, I, I don't care uh, about this book at all. I get that. I know, what, I know what your star rating is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Do you do star ratings? Johnny? Um, I won't say it's middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it got a two and a half for me. So middle of the road. God, I hate you guys. Yep. Broad <laughs> uh, definition. I you know I'm still I'm still conflicted by this book. Me um, too. I actually think I th- I think it's I think it's it I think it's well written. I don't um I don't think it's a, st- a story that I want to read. I think it's it's a little bit contrived. Um I think the Marvel's banking on nostalgia, but but Peter David, you know, David and Bagley, they they you know, he's he's, he's got jobs and I and I'm curious uh, I'm curious where he would go with the first story arc. I actually think I think it's going to be a strong book. I well, do too. For no. I really do. Because this sold a, well today, right? There's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold out. Are you so, serious? Yeah, you but, sold out of the book. Yeah. Wow. But you know, this is only going to get one story well, arc because yeah. you know November comes around. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't we'll know. talk about that later. But I think um, I, you know, all in all, I would give it four stars. I think it. I think it's a strong comic. Regardless of of some of my misgivings, oof. I'm gonna say three and a half. I want to be just over middle of the road. 
And what? <laughs> oh, I love you, Blake. You know That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I went to public school. I do not. Um, I I like the art, and I really like the dialogue uh, that Peter David had, like the humor and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it three and a half. My exact rating. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you we're serious? Back to it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Three yeah. and a half. Solid. It's like Roger said. Solid book. There's some humor moments that are great. Definitely. Definitely banking on the nostalgia. I feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know if they if they if they brought the the douche level down a little bit. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It wasn't so Deadpool y. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could get behind him. This comic definitely makes me want to play with pogs again. <laughs> Dang, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that, very that. very deep cut. I think I have a pog in my wallet. <laughs> wow. I do. Johnny has a pog in his wallet. I'm surprised you know what pogs are and they're not some well, ancient relic they, to you. They were in Mexico, they were called tazos. <laughs> But they were literally pogs. That's awesome. Yeah, it's Mewtwo. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And the th- say it again. Tassels. Okay. Tassels. I'll, Tassels. I'll work. I'm not even gonna attempt to say. All it. right. What would you guys rather have reviewed? Mm. Action Bye. comics. Yeah. I haven't read anything today because uh, today was a stressful uh, day. Instead of the Marvel book, uh, the Mighty Thor, and Ooh. I don't know about uh, that. I would replace Aliens, but it. If I did, you only it'd be with uh, Steven Universe number three. I did too, Matt. Deal with it. <laughs> Sorry, Black Money Murders. Yeah, as oh. good as as good as Aliens was. Yep. That's, that's the book that hey, I haven't read it yesterday or today, and um, it hurts. I'm probably gonna read that first a little tonight. So before I go to bed, why? Yeah, that's like a two-hour yeah. read. You know exactly. It'll put me like <laughs> into the trance of just the, I don't know the blood money yeah. curse. I yeah, I, I would say either Black Money Murders or Blue Beetle. Yeah, I probably would have liked to have reviewed Beetle. Any any of the DC books. How Jordan came out today. Oh, How Jordan. That's <laughs> right. Oh, that's my third pick, How Jordan. <laughs> Batgirl? No. <laughs> who's, who's writing Batgirl right now? Uh, I'm the, not sure, actually. The, the team. Is it women? Marguerite Bennett? Yeah. Isn't it Bargeret? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's right there, Johnny. Is it? Yeah. Who's the Anyways. team? I don't know. I can't find it. Right in front left. of you. Don't to trip over the lid. Uh, oh, um, not Brie Larson, but it's Larson. Hope Larson is Hope yeah, Larson. Yeah, but I think it's a it's a team, isn't it? Is I've never really read anything from her, so I'll stick with I'll stick with Hal Jordan. Yeah, Birds yeah. of Prey. I don't know, dude. Sorry. Birds anyway. of Prey has four names on it. Yeah, that's probably the one I'm thinking of. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what I would. Trivia time. You got trivia? trivia time. Or Blake, are you doing trivia? Do it, Blake. I'm, I'm doing trivia. Oh, my gosh. Which question do you guys want first, Marvel, Dark Horse, or the DC one? Just lay it on us. You're running the show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the Marvel one. This one is about Peter David. What series did Peter David write that later became an animated TV series? Young Justice. What? <laughs> Matt for the win. Peter David wrote Young Justice? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, are you serious? He's got it right over there, dude. Dude, mm-hmm. did not know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next question harder, right? for Matt. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, Matt will probably get this one. Which movie in the Alien franchise was the term xenomorph used, and which character said it on screen first? <laughs> aliens. On. There it we go. Aliens. It was aliens. Mm-hmm. But I don't know which character said it. Was it Paxton? No, it was not Paxton. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. It was someone military. Yeah, I'm. You know which I'm, scene it is. It's too, the Marines. Right? Paxton's in that scene. I know. Rambo. 
No, not Rambo. <laughs> mm. Rambo was in it? space. Who was it? I can't you remember. want me to yeah, give? Yeah, I can't. Uh, Lieutenant Gorman. The ah! guy that was like, it was his first mission, but he was, you know, acting like, yeah. yeah how ah! many missions have you been on? 300 simulated, and they're like, uh. Yeah. That's right. You're so good. <laughs> That's right. That was good. That yeah. was a good trivia one. Thank you. I All love right, that DC? movie. DC? Okay, DC. This one's Howard Porter related. What iconic character did Howard Porter draw that completely re-envisioned the character? In the 90s. Superman. Which run? Uh, Grant Morrison's run. Do you know what they call them? Man of Tomorrow. No. No, that's, that's Alan cute. Moore. God no. dang it. Mm, I don't. What was... Uh, I, I I believe it was just Blue Soups. Yeah. I think they called Blue Soups. And later on they did the red, but Blue Soups was the first I get one two that points, was a big right? change. Are you sure yes. Howard Porter? Perfect. Yes, I believe that it was, was Howard Porter. I thought Jurgens redesigned Was it Jurgens? Bro. Oh, did you just epic fail Uh-oh. with the trivia? Well, guys, you're I gonna have to like an Jergen's, hour to do this. That was Jurgen's story, but I mean, you didn't give me an hour. You gave me like thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's half an hour. Hey, Blake, how was the first question of Marvel? What do you mean? Because Peter David works for Marvel. Peter David wrote the Peter Spider-Man David thing. works for who Peter David wants to work for. It was the, the, qu- the question wasn't Marvel. <laughs> oh well, the answer ended up being DC, but I made it Marvel because he wrote the, the okay, Spider-Man I issue. I don't care. Matt, you're I making got, me feel yeah. bad. <laughs> I, I'm a guest. This is what like the doing? first time you've done this. Yeah, I know. Come on. <laughs> oh, I have. To, this is my second time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I got two points, Get so I win. So I don't care. Hold up. Yeah, come on. There's another question. Good job, Blake. I like those questions, though. Thank you. Maybe I did this because I wanted to see if you guys were going to debate like this. Because I, I never read the book, so I actually could answer a question this week. So, you know. You're welcome, Matt. Yeah. Oh, that was for you. I, I'm worried for the listeners. Yeah. I still won. <laughs> Why don't you look read over his question real quick? You know? Just make oh, the, yeah. Okay, even you want me to do the even, reader's question? Yeah, wait, who won last it, week? It changes. No, another, I still uh, get it right because mm. I, it's Superman, and it's, you know, Grand, mm, that was it. great. Yeah. Wait, who won the Watchman no. question last I still week? Won. That was pretty. Uh, pretty sure, pretty sure it's David Revis and Bryce. What was pretty the answer? Sure. But the really cool thing, uh, I don't, I don't know what was the question. Uh, what, uh, what was the first appearance <laughs> of the button? What page? What panel? Yeah, page one, panel one. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, no, but we also had uh, an out-of-state winner. Bryce Smith. Yep. I think I'd mentioned him in a couple podcasts. Turns out he and his wife both both listened to the podcast in uh, uh, North Carolina. Nice. Are you serious? Salem. Yeah. So yeah, my home state. Uh, so hey, Bryce. Hey, Jen. Thanks for listening. And you should have your comics now. Yeah. Yay! Cool. So do you know Roger? All right. They I, got. They wanted the comics, or they with the issues or trade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a night in jail in Winston-Salem. <laughs> that's that's well, where they're okay. from. And so that's a story for another day. Yeah. Yes. Let's, that. let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. Reader question this week. Drum the reader roll. question? The reader question. Yeah. The reader question. The Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't all night. It was listener. just a few hours. Yeah. The listener question. Sorry. Like I said, I can't read, guys. Okay. Rags Morales. Am I saying it right, Johnny? You are. Thank you. Uh, the artist for Identity Crisis based Green Arrow's likeliness on what famous celebrity? Okay, guys? There you go. You know where to send your answers. I yeah. could swear that that Superman question so is if Dan Jurgens, though. I want you to prove me wrong. Keep, yeah, keep, I'm, keep, I'm keep, scrolling so hard right digging. now. Scrolling or scrolling? So anyway, if um, okay. if you want to win either the uh, the graphic novel from this week, which is Identity Crisis, or if you want to uh, win the three comics... Send uh, your answers via email to uh, 
contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Yep. First place will get their choice of either the trade or the comics. Second place will get the other. Uh, thanks, everybody, for playing, and uh, hit us up quick. Dun, dun, dun. dun. And with that, that. Roger's going <laughs> to pitch the graphic novel. Hey, okay, somebody raped and killed Sue Dibney. Who did it? <laughs> <laughs> Roger Smith. I should say, who done it? Who done okay. it? Who done oh, it? Is this a clue game? This is one of the, like, the it's biggest a, it's a mysteries of in the DC <laughs> yeah. universe ever. DC Clue, is that what we're playing? Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a murder mystery graphic novel, uh, written by Brad. Meltzer. Wait for it. Sorry, uh, sorry. Say it again. Okay. I didn't even hear it. Brad Meltzer. There you go. Art by. Do it. Rags Morales. There you go. Bam. Not to be confused with Johnny Morales. Right. No. Right. That's my pseudonym. <laughs> I drew this book. <laughs> so. <coughs> So Blake, uh, the, we're, we're actually we actually started something new, okay, right, on okay. on this, you know, because we just signed up a whole, you know, a uh, few months of of new guest panelists. We let you pick this book. Yeah. Why? Why did you not? Why did we oh, that's let a good you one pick to start. it? Man, you why did you pick book. this book? I really love the game Clue, and you just described it. No, I'm kidding. Um, this was probably the first DC um, completed story that I read that got me really liking DC Comics. Because I was a Marvel kid growing up when it came to reading comics and everything like that. And it was the first time that I read something and I was just like, comics can be this dark? Because this was when I was 18 and I hadn't read Watchmen yet. So I had a buddy give this to me and I read it and I was just like, what? You, can, you, can, you can have rape in a comic book? This is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was very jarring. So that's it was, it was a personal favorite of mine. Not it, because it of the rape, but because of the is, story. Is it it's one of your top? Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> is it one of your top favorites? Like top? Um, I would s- DC wise, yes. Yeah. I would. I would have to say I've I've reread it a lot. I have reread it a lot. Yeah. Nice, Jonathan. Give it up. I won. No, you didn't. <laughs> Jonathan's still scrolling <laughs> for it. Dude, I I swear that that was a Jurgens thing. S- what I was surprised about was Mr. Jonathan Cote had not read. This graphic novel no, I up hadn't. until now. Oh, yeah, it, was, really it was one of the crisis ones that I've I've just missed. How right many crises are there? Three. Uh, too many. They really <laughs> like throwing around. <laughs> crisis on Infinite Earths, Final Crisis, uh, Infinite Crisis. Oh, Earths, multiple Earths. Yeah, Crisis on Multiple Earths. Okay. The, crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths, yeah. Infinite Crisis, yeah. <laughs> Final Crisis, yes. Identity Crisis, and, and we're waiting did for you say Midnight Crisis. crisis? Yes. Um, I believe he originally wasn't going to call it Identity Crisis, but Dan Didio was like, let's use the crisis We haven't thing. used that word in a while. Right, we haven't used it in a while. <laughs> and that's kind let's of our thing. That. So, yeah. No. What? So, did you not like it? Did you like it? Um, I had I had mixed feelings about it. Okay. Um, there, was, there was a lot to like. I, th- this book, for me, was kind of like uh, in between, you know, the stuff that was written in the 70s and, and modern stuff. Kind of like From pulpy? the writing stuff. It okay. was... Uh, there was so much exposition going on that, you know, every thought that every character was thinking and all the different right. colored boxes of all, you know, I mean, it was, it, it was bordering on a prose novel, not, right. not quite right. to that extent, but it was, it was very verbose in its writing. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really good, mm-hmm. not great. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I liked uh, um, 
I like the art. I like the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the person who did it in the end mm-hmm. was. Do I do we want to spoil that? I'm. We can. Yeah. I mean, it's well. Here's the thing. It's kind. If you've read Blackest Night, it's spoiled for it's you. It's spoiled there because yeah. John, Jonathan texted me that he said, "Oh, I wish I hadn't read Blackest Night because this ruined it for me a little bit." But I mean, I wouldn't have known that. You'd have to read because I, yeah. I, I knew uh, Ralph and Sue were in Blackest Night, and uh, but I had I had no recollection. Like I didn't know there until a, at the end. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, it, there is a scene in in Blackest Night. Uh, I believe it's within the first chapter of the second chapter, um, where I believe Hawkman and Hawk Girl are talking. And they're like, "Go talk to Ray. Go talk to Ray," um, because he was going through stuff with um, what was her name? Oh, um, not Sue Dibney. Um, Jane. Yeah, uh, Jane Jane Laurie. Jane Laurie. Yeah, and. It was a it it was subtle. It wasn't like this is what happened, kind of thing. But they they made the point of like Jane Laurie did something that nobody else could ever do, and she made the atom feel small. And so I started to kind of like as the novel in Identity Crisis got near the end, I was like, wait a minute, like my little nerd like I, center uh, of my brain yeah. started to like tweak. You know, when a you texted bit. me, I was like, oh yeah, it is in Black as Night. Yeah. They do give it away in Black as Night. So it happened afterwards. That's cool. Yeah. So this was right before uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, Flash Rebirth, all that stuff. Yeah. There's like a bunch of teasing to that. Oh yeah, the scene in the cemetery. Yeah, that was great. One of the things that didn't really make sense to to me, because when all right, so Adam's wife did it, and Mm -hmm. basically Adam's wife did it to get Ray Palmer to come back to her. Because they were they were newly divorced, um, and I mean she did make some small overtures to him, like giving him back the patent, you know, half the patents that she had gotten in the divorce case. Mm-hmm. You know, she was trying to to get back with him, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I really get the connection between her wanting to get Ray Palmer back, and because she says she didn't mean. To kill Sue Dibney, she's like, I didn't mean it. I just right. increased my mass by one twelfth, and you know, okay. So I would take her word at that. But what the hell are you doing standing on this woman's brain? What's your What's your end play? Okay, I think she was trying to knock her out and make yeah. it seem like it was a scare or something like that, yeah. and okay. to pull the, the league together. Yeah, that was that was essentially that. Like somebody the, attacked her. Yeah, right. The whole then, point was okay, that she to, didn't realize how much mass or force she was exerting on Sue Dibney. And when she realized it killed her is what, when everything spiraled out, spiraled out of control. Okay. So, yeah. cause that was not the intent. It was, it was designed to do exactly what the reaction was to everybody else, where it was pulling, you know, everybody else together. Right. And she was hoping that that would draw the atom. And what it would have driven them, would have divorced them in the first place was he was so tied up in his work and he was always with the league and everything like that. I mean, she's clearly crazy, but yeah, he didn't know it at the time. You know, she case. knocked a screw loose. So, yeah. And it, it was just jarring because it's like. We had a couple other big deaths in this book, too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Who well, that, Johnny? Tim Drake's dad. And? Um, who's the other person? Dang it. Um, 
Oh, God. Someone throws boomerangs. Oh, right. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> that was a dead giveaway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. No. That was uh, that iconic panel of Tim Drake with his costume off, and then, you know, Batman's just consoling him, and you see, like, just the crying and everything. And he says, Not again. Or Batman says, Not again, as Never they're racing again. towards them. Not again. Why was he taking off his Robin suit down to his underwear? Because the police were going to be in to investigate, and they yeah. didn't want to give away his. Sure, okay, right. that's what that's what I took that as. But I, I think that they're going to find the littered trail of Robin pieces. <laughs> I, I think um, it was more. I think it was more symbolic. He just wanted, like, right now he's not Robin. He's his son. He's going to his dad type of thing. So he just wanted and to then the police. Was just going, I guess. Dad. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, that's kind of weird. And then when I reread it, I was like, it's like a boy going to his father. You yeah. know what I mean? It's See like him for who he Robin's was. not finding uh, this person. Yeah. You know, I'm finding my dad. I, I get it. It's still kind of weird. Yeah. But I, I, I get the symbolism in the in the moment with him and his dad. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Overall, I mean, this is it, it's a gripping story. Yeah. Yeah. It's really dark, uh, and and it and it's good. There's stuff that I pick at it, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Mm. What's Johnny? Yep. Okay, I know, I know. This wasn't your favorite story, but do you have a favorite moment? Um, Jeff Johns closing the book <laughs> and never reading it again. Johnny, wow. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Jonathan. What was your favorite moment, Jonathan? A uh, couple. Okay. Uh, the Deathstroke fight. Yes, the Deathstroke fight was just one of the more brutal things uh, that you you can see in a comic book in terms of just um, you know not having the big splash page uppercuts and stuff like that. You know, Green Arrow's was, monologue on that when he goes through, he's like, "The JSA teaches you." Yeah, this JSA teaches you how to be a hero. Right. The Titans teach you how to be, be family. family, but the League. The league teaches you how to, how to fight. fight, and yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, that was great." And uh, that was a, probably a little unfair of me. Uh, you know what? It deserves it. Um, but no, um, I, I do like uh, the reveal. You know, at the end, like right. who did it? That was really interesting to me. This mm-hmm. book is written very well, mm-hmm. but man, did I hate it! I, uh, it, it, it is literally fridging a character it if i hadn't read anything with sue before this Mm -hmm. this just introduced the character a female character Mm -hmm. rapes her and and then murders her just for the sake of a story just for the sake of for the male um protagonist to struggle and just to advance the story this is unintentionally misogynistic and Um, I don't think so. I didn't because that happens in real life, and that's not. He's not promoting it. Yeah, I know he's, he's saying not. this is a person. Instead of taking something that the league would normally face, where it's aliens and buildings crashing or whatever, yeah. he takes something very personal and very different and dark, and that brings the league together. Because it's not like he's saying, "Hey," yeah, but the literal like thing, the fridging a character is just you know, uh, killing off or doing something to a female character to advance the the male. Uh, you know, it's okay, Johnny. Yeah. Plenty of males have been killed in the female-led books too to even that out. That's that's not how that works. Um, and <laughs> you're and taking, especially, I think you're taking like a completely like overly analytical side to that because even Brad Meltzer said that's not what the intention was. Dude loves these characters. Yeah, but if you're gonna tell a murder mystery story, someone's got to die. Someone does have to die. But yeah, know? but like it's not all ponies and rainbows, bro. I mean, Tim's Tim's dad died. I mean, that's and I think they just put that in there so it can take off some of the heat for uh, you know raping and killing off a female character. We literally that's literally like some of the first pages, Mm -hmm. and it it it, 
But it that was, really well. That was all part of of uh, her attempts to cover her tracks mm-hmm. by creating other similar scenarios. Look, I, I'm not saying that uh, Brad Meltzer did this intentionally. That he's like, oh yes, down with the females. I, I know yeah. he didn't do this intentionally. But that's how that's how people are. Uh, some people are, you know, um, taking it because, like. Why are you doing this with this character? This is in this story. This is the only reason she is existing to be raped and murdered. I think she also got brought back to life, Johnny, because that's in a different story. Yeah. Yeah. In this story I'm talking about. I I remember in an interview with Brad Meltzer, he was talking about why he chose this specific uh, tragedy. Oh, what? It's windy. Oh, it's the wind. Okay, I was like, (laughs) Roger, are you selling monkeys now? What's going on? Yeah, a capuchin monkey or something. Um, that's Matt got that. That's a reference to Why the Last Man. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? <laughs> Brad Meltzer said in an interview. Okay, Brad Meltzer said in an interview. One of the reasons why he chose uh, this like tragic event is because you're in comics and you're reading comics and you'll see a building like toppled like thousands of people. Nobody bashes an eyelash, but then you see something horrific such as rape or something like that and then it becomes hyper realistic or hyper violent to where you're like whoa and it's jarring and i think what he wanted to do was he wanted to have something that happens to a normal person it can happen to a superhero you know what i mean i think that's what's so jarring about it is these people are saving the galaxy and everything like that but it's like when green arrow is talking about how when you put a mask on you put a target on your family's chest yeah like that's terrifying it's like uh if like a police officer one of his family members got attacked because someone found out he was a police officer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's terrifying and that's scary that stuff like but that. But that, that's also wrong. It's just a narrative device uh, for shock value. That she, I'm talking about this only story. That's the only reason she exists. That's the only reason she exists to for that to happen. I mean, if it was a different Dude, character, she, she exists in plenty of other stories. That's why I'm talking about this story, though. Okay, but isn't but that the you're, point? you're making, but that's just it. This is a story, a mm. single story. It's not like yeah. we decided we're going to beat up Sue Dibney just for the sake of driving the story forward. It was the one of the reasons Brad Meltzer chose Elongated Man and Sue Dibney is one of the first things he read was a uh, as a kid was an was Elongated a Man story, Justice League story with and Elongated, elongated Man. man. Stu, Elong, Sue Dibney. Elongated Man was someone very near and dear to his heart, and yeah. I think. He, he picked it just because he liked that character and he cared about that character and it's always hard to see something bad happen to people that you love or yeah. care about. So I think he could have chose anybody. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Sue Dimney was established but in it other was, stories. Right, but it was just a female. Just for the that, That's just the thing. And look, I, I get it. It, it. It's a well-written book. Okay. And, and um, what was I going to say? Jeez. Uh, um, come back to me. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Really yeah, I, I think. Oh, yeah. I, obviously. Oh, right. There we go. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Roger. Go ahead. Um, I don't think rape should be used as a narrative device just to move the story along. That's just kind of lazy. And honestly, if I hadn't read anything with uh, Sue Dibney before, I would honestly be disgusted at uh, Brad Meltzer and DC Comics for publishing this. That's I'm, just me. I don't. Okay. I. Okay. You know. I, I, Look, I, and I get I, it. I, I get it. Like, yeah, sure, I'm an SJW or whatever. But I, I just think that a what? Uh, social justice warrior. Okay. Um, I like. I just think that this was all for shock value, and it. You either love it or you hate it. You know, it. It's just, and that's just where I fall on. I I hate it because it's fridging a character. I disagree. Okay. I don't think you have to love or hate it. I think you just have to take it for what it is, a story yeah. that is a realistic 
take something realistic and they use superheroes to tell that story. Law and, a, Law and Order has stories all the time where women get raped and stuff like that because it's a real world thing. It's something that exists, you know. Just be, it's terrible. Absolutely, it's a, yeah. You know it's a I mean? hard thing. It doesn't mean it, it's not happening. That's for me you know when I mean? they, when they're it's terrible. when she's in the tower, and and that goes down. How that was how that was you know written and drawn out. I you know you just it's kind of soul crushing. You know, it's like. You know, it, it it does hurt a little bit, but I I agree. You know, that's something that we deal with in real life, and that you know, I don't know. I I don't think it was just advancing the story. I mean, I think it was something it was showing because to me that that page two pages was some of the most powerful writing in the book. Right. You know, to that's say what- and to understand what these guys did to him afterwards and what event happened that was so horrific that they had to lobotomize dr light because they're superheroes at the end of the day they have a line of justice that they have to tread and it's like how far would you go to protect the ones that you love right and like i also had a problem with that like making everybody forget like that's just what are you doing this is just wrong on so many levels i just well that that's one of my favorite things about the title of the book is identity crisis because it's it plays into who did it. We're having this this identity crisis of trying to figure out who has done all this wrong, but they're also having an internal Justice League identity crisis. Like, who are we? Right. Where is the line? Where and you have this range of views as to why and how they 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 acted, and it's not just such a, a black and white with everybody. There's there's a a range of of Absolutely. reactions to what. And how they handled that situation. Yeah, I mean, they mind wiped Batman. This was such a crazy thing that happened. You know, that was mean? actually mo- the most shocking thing to me. Yeah, w- uh, more so than the reveal of Jane mm-hmm. was was that. I was like, oh, but that's what caused the rift. But Johnny, I don't think in any way whatsoever DC, if they thought that, would have yeah. condoned the story at all. That I don't. Brad Meltzer and DC don't condone rape at all. It's. It happened in the story. That'd be like saying that the guys that write Law and Order condone rape every time that yeah, there's rape I mean, in the story. You you can you can write stories like these and not condone it. It's just the way that some people take it. You know, it's just. But is it? Uh, here's the question mm-hmm. that I would ask you though, because I think that this is this this you know kind of um, confronts exactly you know your problem with that in this story. For any story that you tell, in any medium. If if there's if there's an assault of of this magnitude, is, is certainly rape, isn't that necessarily a plot device? Yeah, and it's a lazy one. No, no, but no, you can't just say it's a lazy one because that shit happens in the real world. Yeah, it's not, you know, rape is not a plot device in the real world. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about it, when you look, when you have people come together to try and understand this this horrific crime. You know, it's not a plot device. It's not just it's not just us trying to. Oh, you know, I think that that actually marginalizes the argument, you know, in in trying to understand why people do this and what needs to be done to those who do. You know, yeah, I can I can I can definitely see that it's. I'm not saying this was a badly written book because it was very interesting and the mystery was interesting. It's just this is one of those books and very rarely do I do this. That got me so upset that I actually sure. wrote notes. Hey, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, 
Yeah, and, and, but but the, all of this, and uh, for you listeners out there, I, I'm sure that you can guarantee this. I mean, this is this is a tough subject. It's a tough subject to talk about. It's a tough subject to read. Um, this is a gripping book, you know, um, that will, it, it, one way or another, it's going to play on your emotions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, boys, it's just yeah. We, we've spent some significant time mm-hmm. on this, so we should yeah. probably let's go ahead and wrap do it some, up. Do some star ratings. So Blake. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. It's just uh, a story that was very gripping to me that um, I that got me into D.C. Roger. Who um, there, you know, there's 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 a lot to like about this book and there's a lot that I don't like about it. Uh, three and a half stars. Johnny. Um, it's a very well written book, but I rate on my enjoyment and this is a one and a half. Sure. Um. This was, I think, a five for me also because just I didn't expect what I was getting into, like because I knew you had had said like, dude, you gotta read this one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, a very good and, yeah written story. So it it's yeah it it hooked me with the whole murder mystery thing. Mm-hmm. So. And and I'm sorry, Blake, I didn't like your favorite book. <laughs> no, it's okay, dude. It's okay. It's yeah. it's yeah. It's great. That's what's great about literature and art. It's all yeah in the eye of the beholder and reader. All right. I'm going to run down a bunch of previews here. So for Marvel Comics, we have All New Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. I'm a little worked up. Black Black Bolt, number one. Bullseye, number four of five. Champions, number eight. Guardians of the Galaxy, Mother Entropy, number one of five. Iron Fist, number three. Jean Grey, number one. Jessica Jones, number eight. Nova, number six. Secret Empire, number one of nine. That's what we're reviewing next week. Spider-Gwen, number 19. Spider-Man, number 16. Spider-Man, 2099, number 23. Spider-Man, Deadpool, number 17. Every spider book is out next week. (laughs) Just all the spiders. All the spiders. (laughs) Um, Star Wars, Poe Dameron, number 14. Star Wars, Rogue One, adaptation number two of six. X-Men Gold, number three. Um, Didn't that just come out this week also? Which Which one? X-Men Gold? Yeah. Oh, they're just cranking those out to get... Wasn't there I, a delay I'm not on really that sure the why they're trying because Marvel's done this in the past where they've come out with, you know, three issues in a month, you know, to try and get people hooked into the story. Yeah. Or it, it could be possible that Marvel's trying to bury this Artie and Saif story by getting all of those books out, out, yeah, and that makes under sense. the bridge, start the new arc, so and just get it yeah. going, yeah. But but X Men Blue number two also came out. You've got two issues of that out, three issues of Gold, two issues I, of Weapon I, X. I've been hearing those those two books kind of go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, like back. I and didn't forth read Blue. Other, like or just within, quality? like there might be connecting links between the two. Mm. Okay. So I'm not. I haven't read them, but that's what I've been seeing online. People have been talking about. Okay, I haven't yeah. read Blue yet. So, okay. Um, and then from DC Comics, we have Aquaman number twenty-two, Bane Conquest number one of twelve, and you are all about the Dixon on that. Oh, aren't you? Chuck Dixon is an amazing writer. I'm all down for it. I think it's the original artist too, right? Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, it's is it Hama? Um, or not Hama? I, I can't remember the artist's name, but I believe I read. It's that. like the that's the band's getting back together kind yes. of thing. They're cool. the guys that created the character and the look of it and everything. Cool. Uh, and then, of course, Batman number 22, which is part three of the button. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cyborg number 12. DC Comics. Bombshells number 26. Deathstroke number 18. Fall and Rise of Captain Adam number five of six. Green Arrow number 22. Green Lanterns number 22. Harley Quinn number 19. Injustice 2 number one. Ooh. 
Justice League number 20, Nightwing number 20, Superman number 22. So good stuff from DC next week. Yes. And Injustice 2 is the return of Tom Taylor, which he wrote the first issues of Injustice. Yeah. No, 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 this is actual 2. This is the lead up to the game. Yeah. The new game. Year 1? Two year one, basically. Yeah, two year one. <laughs> That's gonna get confusing real fast. Yeah. Right. Um, indie comics, Eternal Empire number one, and that. Why are we reviewing that? What's on? Do we just not get enough? That's Luna. Oh, is it? And Sarah Vaughn. Oh no, we'll have enough of that. Yeah, Let's we'll do, do that. that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Luna right. and Vaughn. Whatever. I hadn't even looked at the list. The yet, Alex so. and Ada team reuniting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll do that. Um, Extremity number three, Manifest Destiny number twenty-eight. Although I do want to review Manifest yeah. Destiny at some. You point. guys should pick it up just because it's a great story. Yeah, uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I know that's not the one you read, Johnny, but that yeah, it actually is. is the oh, one is that one you yeah. read? God yeah. dang it! Yeah, whatever. Issue fifty-two is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is number fifty-three coming out. Uh, Outcast by Robert Kirkman and Azazeda number twenty-seven. Paper Girls number fourteen. Savage Things number three of eight. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ongoing, number 69, and Walking Dead, nice. number 167, and yeah, I didn't mean to 69 to sound like that just now. I don't know why I said it with that. I that. apologize, everybody. <laughs> that was not my intent. Young this Blood is a PG show. <laughs> Keep it PG. Um, and then Young Blood number one. <laughs> There's no redeeming that, that way I said that. Um, I'm sorry, I said nice. <laughs> it, just, it just added to it. You guys um, dragging it on isn't helping at I all. I know, I know. <laughs> Graphic novels, Amazing Spider-Man, Epic Collection, uh, Trade Paperback, Goblin's Last Stand. Hmm. Uh, Champions Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Change the World. Uh, Divinity 3 Stalinverse trade paperback. Ooh, it'll be stoked. Yeah. Absolutely. Jim Thompson Killer Inside Me trade paperback. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Lady Mechanic <laughs> trade paperback volume 3. Lost Boys of West Abbey. Yep. Nailbiter trade paperback volume 6. Bloody Truth, Johnny. Superwoman trade paperback uh, volume 1. Who Killed Superwoman Rebirth. You read that, right? Oh, yeah. Is it good? Yeah. It's really okay. good. It's really good. Um, Wonder Woman Trade Paperback Volume 2 Year 1 uh, Rebirth and that is it and then what was the novel we were reviewing next week Black, Black Hammer. Hammer nice Black Hammer. Hammer. Jeff, Lemire? Jeff Lemire that's Dark yes. Horse right Dark yep. Horse yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. cool Carlos has favorite, I think yes yeah, Carlos has uh, also said nothing but good things about it yeah. that's why Carlos you're on deck so you gotta bring the bring the heat next week yep oh okay copy that <laughs> <laughs> and Carlos I'm not gonna be on next week but I will read this for you. I'll let you, I'll send in a question or something. Yeah. Cool. All right. So for news, we have uh, a, an interesting bit of comic book news from Marvel in November. They're doing a Marvel Rebirth. Excuse me, uh, Marvel Legacy, which is essentially <laughs> their poor man's version of DC Rebirth. They are releasing a one shot that's only fifty pages, not eighty. Just want to point that out. And three dollars more. It's Is it? Five, ser- it's five ninety nine. It's. I knew they were gonna do that. They weren't gonna do like the cheaper thing. Of course, it is a sod. I will say this: it is a sod ribic through all fifty pages. Ooh. That man deserves to be compensated. He's so yeah. good, <laughs> um, by Jason Aaron. And apparently, this, like I said, this is kind of Marvel's rebirth, return to form. Well, um, this is the generations yeah. book, right? In that generations, that's 
Legacy's not out to the fall, I think, right? Well, that's yeah, November. Uh, oh, okay. Generations is something else because I know G. Willow Wilson is doing Generations colon Marvels, and that's Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Okay. Is that coming out in the summer? No Gen- idea. Oh, okay. that's the. I know that's soon. That's right. That's the variations of yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Legacy's the real. That could be so. cool. Yeah, I'm definitely reading that uh, Marvels. But one. yeah, Legacy. Legacy. It, it, you said it best. Kind of feels like a poor man's rebirth because it's a one well, shot. Marvel is the house of ideas. Forward. And this is their first original idea they've had, okay? <laughs> well, they, they are going back to original numbering on some books, though. Legacy so, numbering. Yeah. But but for how long? They, they uh, can't keep doing, like, this half reboot. Or, like, you know, have their cake no, and eat ev- it, too, type of thing going that they back. always do. Ev- they said everything is going back. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Hopefully. Partly, like, what is it? Venom's the first one because, surprise, surprise, they decided to do this right when Venom would be hitting 150. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the problem that I have, Matt, is that, you know, it's it's the boy who cried wolf. You know, Mar- mm-hmm. Marvel did this and they've done this several times over the last uh, five years. The reboot or reboot back to original renumbering. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, to legacy numbering. Yeah. Hey, what it's 500. It doesn't mean anything. It's 500 issues. It's 600 issues. It's 700, whatever. Doesn't mean anything. Marvel's done that before. Yeah. And I don't. You know what I'm. What I'm. St- I had a conversation with somebody in the shop about this today. What I'm really waiting for from Marvel is a freaking apology. What if these books are really good? Preach. What they've done. Preach. What if you these know? books are really good? They they might be. I want. I and, want and if the legacy looking, books to be good. If they're good, if they're good, I'll, I'll be the first to say so. Yeah. And I'll read them. But my pro- my problems. I, I don't. Th- I don't think that Marvel. That Marvel is telling some good stories. Yeah. A handful. Okay. Marvel's problem is what they're doing as a company on the publishing side. Okay, it's not the creators making the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're having to follow corporate lead. Yep. Okay, and say like Marvel says, "Hey, we're going to do this," and then the writers and the artists come in and they and they have to do work within what they're parameters. told. They yeah. work within those lines, and they, they have to color within those lines. And that's completely true because, like, the good books at Marvel are the smaller titled books like Power Man and Iron Fist, Miss Marvel, and, you know, books that aren't really... The ones that editorial is going to be less yeah. freaked out about. Exactly. Your single and character and books, of. not your big yeah. selling Look at, look at Moon Knight. But yeah. when, 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 you know, when Marvel came out and, and decided to, to change course in the stream, you know, uh, and this, they, they, they blamed two things on, on their, their lagging sales. They blamed DC and they blamed the Raiders. They blame DC for returnability on Rebirth. They blame the, the readers for not wanting uh, diversity. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is dumb. Yep. That's not true. I, you know, readers throughout our shop and, and, and across the world don't mind diversity in the comics. What they, what they, what they hate, I think, is this constant rebooting and you get and constant events shuffling of characters and stories and big events yeah and super massive tie-ins what and marvel god i hope you're listening because this is you know <laughs> this is the god's honest truth and i think it's how most people feel marvel is marvel cares the, the creators i'm sure care about marvel's characters marvel doesn't give a crap about their characters they care about their bottom line and hopefully if their bottom line continues to suffer then they'll start to care about their characters and care about their fans and that that may sound harsh 
But I'm sorry when you when they've rebooted and and they've come out and they've said, look, number one sell more than anything. They sell X number more. We want more number ones. We're gonna, you know, and you reboot every year. All they've done, you know, they think. Let me interject here for a second and say they think that when they have such success in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that, you know, hey, we can have all these number ones. They think that people are going to the movies and going, hey, I want I want to read comics now. And they're flooding into the to the comic shops. No, that's not happening. You do have some. Yeah, you do have some. But what Marvel's done over the last five years with their constant rebooting is they've given they've given their core group of readers this large group that they've spent fifty years cultivating. They've given every one of those readers five reasons to stop reading mm-hmm. Marvel because Prime of example. their inconsistency. And they're constant rebooting. They're they're sending away more people than they're bringing in through their movies. They need Marvel Publishing needs to focus on Marvel Publishing and that alone. Stop mm-hmm. trying to to play off. Let the movie universe be what the movie universe is. It's awesome. But the comic universe used to be awesome too. God, I've been right. on the soapbox for a while. No, it's it's okay. okay. And, so, and it's it's really oh, dumb well, of them mm-hmm. to uh, blame it on diversity because I mean, one of my favorite characters is Ms. Marvel, Muslim teen, or America Chavez, uh, you mm-hmm. know, a Latina, or I mean, like even Power Man and Iron Fist. I mean, sure, Danny Rand's a, a white guy, but also you have Luke Cage. I love man. There there are so many Marvel characters that yeah. I love. I've loved these guys since I was a kid. I don't know why there's not a Fantastic Four book still. Exactly. Because you Mickey know? Mouse knows how to run comics. That's that's all it is. Well, right there. I, I would say I'm the perfect example of that because I read exclusively Marvel. And as of after Secret Wars, I don't read any Marvel books ongoing. The big uh, thing I think also is Marvel currently, if I'm not mistaken, publishes 104 titles a month. That's 104. ridiculous. 104 yeah, compared to DC. Maybe up or down is, a little is bit. Is that counting like the books that are double shipped? Like they don't the, the, average. The, a book counts as a title. Oh, let me let me rephrase titles. that. Titles. Oh, okay. 104 yeah. titles, not just like 104 books that oh, yeah. come out. I you, think you know. that number actually includes graphic novels too. It's it every it. single different. That's, I mean, that's still ridiculous. Yeah. That, that's I, intimidating. I, I, I don't know if it concludes graphic novels because I, I was reading somewhere online where people were talking about literally like there was this concern of peak TV where it was literally like, you know, back in the day, right. people the shows were cannibalizing each other because there wasn't enough viewership for the amount of shows that were being produced. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the same thing if you think about it with Marvel right now. Is somebody going to go in and get you know if you if you if you have four weeks in a month are they going to pick up right twenty twenty five books from no. Marvel each week no like no. like if if I see a Marvel movie and I go oh I want to get into Marvel and I come into Roger and I go which title is there and he's like oh just choose from one hundred and four I'm just going to be like I'll just watch the movie <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like so there's so much the, the I can't remember where I read that article but the 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 writer was basically like dude like. You guys need to tone it down yeah. with the amount of titles. And they were making the case that you see things like Guardians of the Galaxy. Every one of the Guardians has a solo title and the Guardians book. <laughs> yeah. The Avengers all have a solo series. book yeah. and, and, and like the four team. different Avengers yeah. books. Yeah. There's four different Avengers books. And you've got every possible character that's on a team broken out into solo titles also. So that was one of the big, big things. Like, dude, team books should be team books. Have yeah. your big solo, t- so that I thought that was an interesting Cut take, and half. I think, I think that has to do with a lot of things too, because 
if you're faced with 104 titles that come out a month, what are you going to grab? The things you know and you're familiar with. You're not going to take the chances necessarily on maybe maybe off of recommendations of friends for some of those lower tier, like the things like yeah. the Power Man and Iron Fist, the Miss Marvels, the things like that. But typically, if you're new to this, you're going to go to what you recognize, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man. And even then, and even they're then, on their head right and now. And even then, yeah. they're all flipped upside down, and some kid's going to be like, yeah, uh, this isn't the Thor I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- I yeah. think that there's some validity to the just the sheer amount of titles that they're producing. It looks like well. Marvel's in the market. Just, I mean, is, is in the business of just flooding the market, just flooding the market with so many books. They're like, we have we're going to make a profit on this because there's just so yeah. much product out there. If we throw enough at the wall, yeah. one's going to stick yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I th- I look, I mean, I think that, you know, them doing this rebirth thing and the legacy and the renumbering, may, you know, maybe it'll work. I hope maybe. so. I, I, I want to get I back into it. Too. Look, I, I love Marvel. <laughs> I love Marvel's characters. Um, I always have. Uh, I, I don't I don't like what I see, and I don't, and like I said at the beginning of this rant, it's, it's you know, the boy who cried wolf. And mm-hmm. and I think, you know, until until I get a heartfelt apology from Marvel, you know, to to the fans to say, okay, yeah, you know, look, we we have to take some of the blame and and we're gonna try and write this ship and yeah. we hope that, that that you know you guys come back and you know, yeah. uh, then I don't I'm I'm gonna second guess it I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna second guess it and think that Marvel's you'll believe you know, it when you in see it, it in it for money no. yeah when <laughs> yeah. it when it happens it's like with DC look I mean. Uh, I loved Flashpoint. I loved New 52 at the beginning. I was like, you know, three years in, I was like, um, I'm not reading a lot of DC. You know, and that's and that's what's, you know, I mean, I was reading, there was a time there where I wasn't reading much Marvel. I wasn't reading much of DC. I was reading a ton of image books. Yeah. You that's know? cool. Um, but, Jonathan, when you and I went down to the, the Road to the Roadshow with DC. I love this and, story. And Dinio, you know, he was straight up. He he's he's like, I, yeah, I, I know. We kind of lost our way. It yeah. wasn't. It ended up, you know, being something different than than what we had hoped for. And we're going to try and rectify that. And we're going to rectify that. They knew that the onus rebirth. was on them. Yeah, and he they says, took full responsibility. And, and they said, what we heard from our fans, we want to to apologize and give you yeah. this. Right. And and we're not trying to pick on Marvel or anything. We want them to succeed because uh yeah. for this industry to succeed, both of these companies need to succeed. Absolutely. Need to have good books. Look, our shop, mm-hmm. you know, our our without Marvel and in the industry, look, it's they they've said this for a long time. So goes Marvel, so goes the industry. Yeah. And right now Marvel's down um sales in our shop are down because of that. I mean, Marvel makes up a large demographic. Of, yeah. of comic readers Did and he say, buyers. Give me that Spider-Man stat. Didn't you say you used to order like 50 issues of Spider-Man? Now you oh, can't even... Oh, dude, we used to order over 100. Yeah. And and now we order like 30. That's crazy. This yeah. is Spider-Man we're talking about. This is about. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. And I still, we order 30 and I still have like six or seven left. Yeah, they that's just, crazy. I mean, they, we've, we've, lost, we've lost so much of our... And I hate it. And, I, and it's not just, you know... Because you guys know, you guys that know me out there, and and I, I almost get tired of saying this because it, it feels, you know, um, almost hollow. But I I am a Marvel fan. I love Marvel. I would love, but I'm also I'm also honest, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna try and just sell books that 
I don't believe in. Yeah. You know, from a company that that I, I'm I'm doing struggling with. Yeah. You know, that's not doing. You know, because then people are going to come to me and go, "Why? Why is this series ending?" Right. And I, <laughs> oh, here's here's that conversation again. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> apology enough if they bring back the Fantastic Four Marvel Legacy? You think that'll be apology enough? No. I think they almost have to, though. Like they're calling it Marvel Legacy. You think that's going to be the big and reveal? They tease bringing <laughs> that, that'll somebody be the big back, reveal. and I, yeah. I assume it's going to be someone like Xavier. Or, yeah, Xavier's you know, not back. Um, if they brought the Fantastic Four, I, I would re- read it. Well, yeah. depending on who was writing, they, they need to Four. stop with the gimmicks and the events, and they just need to focus on story and good art because right. also they're just. They're basically on some of the books. They're letting any artist do them because they're like some of the art is real bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, DC has not had. I mean, we're coming up on a year. Yep. They have not had a big event. Nope. nope. This button thing. That's just clock. a little. It's a four issue crossover. Well, it doesn't. Justice hit. League versus Suicide Squad. That was a little of it. Yeah, but that was that was like that, what, was, that was a crossover. Yeah. 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 You know, crossover also. Yeah. All right. Um. They got the Judas contract but they coming up. That's four issues again. They have not Last had. Oh. You know, most of the, most of the, they've had these little mini event crossover yeah, things yeah. between some books, like Night of the Monster Men. But oh nothing, yeah. You know, some, but wide. nothing line wide where you've got tie Dark Knight Metal you know, is going to be the first thing, and that's not till the summer. That'll have August, been. Right? That'll have. Yeah, that'll have been over a year. And yeah. and they're also not promising, oh, this is going to change the DC universe forever like Marvel's always promising. Like we maybe we don't want that much change. Maybe we just want good stories. Yeah. I feel like this just came 2 years too late. Yeah. If they would have did this right after Secret Wars, it would have been the perfect t- time to do it. Yeah. Well, that's um, the mark. Yeah. Well, that's one news item down. That's what I Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. sorry. We're going to go through uh, this other rest of the stuff really fast. So um, the other thing that Newswise announced, because we're still on the news segment, is is uh, DC is introducing their own streaming service, and they've said there's going to be a Titans live action show, and that is where Young Justice is going to end three. up. Season three. Season three of yep. Young Justice is going to end up instead ne- of Netflix. Premiering next year, 2018. 2018. Cool. Their own streaming service? I just yeah. screamed like a girl on like, the Like, we yeah. all need another streaming service to pay for, right? Yeah. right. I thought, well, for I, DC, I, I'll do it. Well, I assume. For DC, I'll do it in a heartbeat. But you assume all their animated shows and yeah. movies are going to be on there. It better be. And your flashes. I better heroes. get a morning, like a video free, every though. morning yeah. of Jeff Johns saying, like, hey, DC. But I mean, guys. like, they're going to cut off viewers if they do that, if they if they charge and everything. They but will. for a while, I think. What wasn't it Young Justice was going to be on Netflix? Yeah. That I heard Netflix was going to pick it up for the third season, which would have been great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. I think it's not going to be like a full like Netflix. I think it's going to be more like a CISO where you pay like three ninety nine a month. Okay. Uh, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. Know, still you get though there. between your your Hulu, your Netflix, yeah. your Crunchyroll, your PlayStation. DC, but yeah, if you think about it, if you yeah. if you just have satellite, you're gonna end up paying most of that or cable. Yeah, that's most, what I'm saying. Like, you cut your cable uh, bill to get these subscriptions, and you end up paying the same. Price. Right. Right. <laughs> but you can watch anything you want he- anytime. Yeah. Bendis's Heroes was on PlayStation Network, right? You have a PlayStation. Uh, that was Powers. Yeah, Powers, Powers. 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 There we go. Yeah. Not Heroes. My bad. Yeah. Heroes was but. good for one season. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, and then, <laughs> and then also Hulu has picked up the Lock and Key pilot Ooh. series. Johnny, talk about that. Johnny, uh, I like I said before, Lock and Key is probably my favorite book of all time. Um, don't mess this up. I swear. Do you know who's doing it? God, I don't. I no, don't Hulu. know. But Ooh, God, like, if you mess it up, director, showrunner. They, I have no I don't idea. They decided on that. The article that I read just said Hulu, but mm-hmm. Hulu's cool. I mean, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, like, there won't yeah. be a rating. Like on it. I. 
I don't know. I, I kind of sometimes I don't want them to do this because you know, it, it just near, kill it. It's yeah. near and dear to your heart. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to see it. Yeah, it, it's like I kind of don't want to see this adapted because to me, lock and key is is like. I have a perfect uh, image of it in my head, right. and I don't want anything messing that yeah. up. I so it's very difficult for me. I'm I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. No, I feel you on that. They they better get it right. Do a good job. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go to some questions. Oh, I was gonna see um, before oh. we do questions. Roger, you wanted to talk about Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day is ten yeah. days away. Saturday, May sixth. So we're gonna be open. We're advertising that we're open from ten a.m. to four. But for everybody that comes into the shop, we want our our regular customers and our listeners. Um, Yo, Bryce, make the drive down by eight o'clock. We'll we'll be open by eight o'clock. Yeah. We want you know kind of a little VIP treatment for you guys. Come on in. There may be snacks. I don't know. Woo! I'm, I'm gonna try to stream the whole day on the We've Horizon got... Comics account. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I'm gonna try. We'll, we'll see. see. Are you gonna try to do video or just audio? Instagram. Uh, Instagram live. <laughs> Instagram live. Okay, that works. Stream. Yeah, that we'll works. See. Instagram. <laughs> Like um, I'm gonna get the login. Uh, I'm gonna be hanging. I'll out, come in so and Instagram you. Instagram, yeah, Instagramming the shop. The shop. And we'll, we'll just have like Instagramception. <laughs> well, happening. we can see. But I'm gonna yeah. try to. At least. What was that verb you just said? Instaception. In- Instagrive. Instagramception. No, 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 no. Instagramming. Instagram. But you didn't say Instagramming. Instagramming you. Instagramming the shop. I will find out. Yeah. We Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got. Um, I know English I had, better than you, John. I had to go in and reorder more free comics. Um, but uh, we've got over 4,000 free comics, giveaway mystery Whoa. boxes, mystery comic packs. I love Where there's going to be boxes. some original art uh, in in some of the packs. The Batman uh, boxes came in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Batman boxes. Are, they look beautiful <laughs> and sweet. You're going to get one, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I already, I'm probably going to get one. My, my, my Snyder Bat Run is going in that box. What is that, David uh, Finch or Tony Daniel? 30% off all graphic novels, 10% off everything else in the store. What am I missing, Matt? We're going to film a video, right? No? Maybe. This weekend, yeah. we're going to yeah. do a free comic book day preview, World's Finest Edition, to kind of give everybody a look at what's dropping free comic day and give our, our take on what's good, what's, yeah. what's There's some good so, stuff in there. There's some good stuff. So you can watch this video to know what comes out to see if you'll like it or not. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for your mystery boxes. Your watch mystery boxes it. never disappoint. I think I, you, you had them last year, right? Yeah, and yeah. I personally I think that they're even better this pound year. Pound for pound, dollar for dollar, they're better than any of the subscription boxes you guys can order from like things like Loot Crate or yep. Legion of Collectors. Yeah. As much as I enjoy those services and yeah. and how fun those are, service I. The sh- <laughs> I don't think that's the that's right. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm sorry. The the Horizon I Comics mystery boxes are are much better. Yes. Yes. Let me cuz I always worry about them. Because a lot oh, of it for us is, is rotating stock. You know, if something's been sitting around too long, we'll put them in the mystery boxes and we put a variety of stuff. We look for, we look for you know, special sales at Diamond and stuff too to put some stuff in there that you don't normally see in the shop. But I always, always worry about them. I always want to make sure that, that you know, they're, they're a good value. And, and every year it never fails. Someone will buy one and they'll leave and they'll come back and they'll buy two or three more. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so okay. Quick, I remember yep, when they got the first thing to go. Yeah, yeah. within within uh, a couple hours, they're yeah. usually gone. It's so. that that adrenaline of what am I gonna get? Yeah. It's the gamble. People oh, like to yeah. gamble, dude. Oh, I love it. I could yeah. get something really cool. <laughs> yeah, or not. And typically, <laughs> typically it doesn't matter what it is. Like, oh my god! Yeah, a yeah. garbage pail, kid. What? <laughs> That's a deep ninety cuts on this. It is. With helmet. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Those. You remember? Yeah. Uh, the trading cards. Oh yeah. All right. Those questions. Yes. Anything else? Uh, first question is going to be coming from Aaron Candelaria. Cool. Um, he oh, pointed out too that it's National Alien Day. Hey, Aaron. And thanks, Aaron. Um, he says, as a fan, Aaron's a film uh, guy, though. He of would films know. and or comics. What do you admire most about the, the Aliens franchise? And do you have a favorite moment in the series? It well, seems like my type of series. I haven't seen any. Wait, wait, say, say that again. Do you have a favorite moment from the series? Oh, okay. Um, I think my favorite moment, one of the most iconic moments, is just the chest burster and the face hugger. Yeah, face those hugger. two. That whole, yeah. that whole sequence. Should, should I be covering my when, ears? No, when no. That, These are things that happen. The yeah. face hugger. That's so iconic. Like and the face yeah. hugger scared. Yeah. The crap out of me when I was a child. Yeah. I was just like, ah, yeah. so much so that if Looks I saw like an, a spider, yeah, if uh, I saw an insect that resembled like a scorpion or a spider that, or whatever, yeah. I was just like, that nope, bleed done. acid, just look up <laughs> destroy that right now. Yeah. Right, because Campbell spiders it, look like them. It, it yeah. goes off, and you're like, oh, you know, okay. oh my god, yeah. this, this was thing nasty. was like inside him, and <laughs> what what's gonna happen? And then they're eating spaghetti, yeah. and it's like the chest burst. The ch- oh. That scene with the chest burst. Oh. Which I believe I think the the when they were filming that they didn't know that that was gonna happen like what was gonna happen he was just supposed to go over and go like that but when that happened that reaction is their real reaction <laughs> yeah you see Sigourney Weaver like, like oh out. my god <laughs> she's like oh god like that's crazy um yeah. I think one of my favorite moments is when um is Bill Paxton's infamous moment where he's like game over man, man and yes he's the like game over. the whole thing he's been like I'm ready to go and he's like can I get out of this uh, unit or whatever because you guys are wimps or whatever he says other words but you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then that moment happens and he's like this little coward and they're supposed yeah. to be the baddest of the baddest yeah Bill R.I.P. is fantastic yeah. <laughs> yeah. rest in peace yeah. and he was a great dude up in the exoskeleton oh yes get away from <laughs> her yeah. yeah that was great yeah so uh There's great movie johnny moments, yeah. you gotta yeah. watch that this weekend yeah. i remember uh, the fact like that they marketed those action figures towards children that were way oh, that is not too a kid's young movie. to see that movie right. oh yeah <laughs> not kids movies not yeah kids my cousin had them and i was like i want those and then like my mom was like you're never seeing that movie yeah whenever <laughs> i saw kids that had them i was like your parents let you see that exactly <laughs> yep like i had to wait a long time like, <laughs> <laughs> jonathan starts crying I know. <laughs> I Go ahead. Sorry. all right coming up uh for the weekly carlos yes i'm excited how long do you give a comic series before you decide to drop it two one to three issue, one issue no i'm kidding it. two to three yeah i think that's pretty standard two yeah. to three if i'm not grabbed within the third issue it's pretty safe to say Sometimes, sometimes I've stuck it out for a full arc, like five? some, some five or yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, like I've had instances where like I want to like this, I want yeah. this to be good. It's good enough to finish and, the arc, but and, not good enough to keep. Yeah, and I, I've learned to trust my gut. Like, if by the third one, I'm not feeling it, you don't like it. Yeah. Just hop off of it. Now that being said, there have been a couple times where I've been wrong. And it might have been Blaine of all people was like, no, you need to finish that story yeah. or whatever. And then I do, and I'm like, oh my god, the ending makes like all the that's, sense in the world. That's such so. a Blaine thing to tell you you're missing out on something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I somewhat I agree with you. I would have to say five's my limit though. But it's the OCD in me. Like if I'm like, oh, this is bad, but I'm on three, I'll get the last two <laughs> just to see it how it pans out. Yeah. So good. the comic industry loves me. They're like, oh, he hates it, but he's gonna finish it anyways. But <laughs> unless it's terrible on the first, like completely just terrible, then I'll just give it an issue. But usually I do five and then I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Um, I give it one issue. Uh, if I don't like it, then I won't read it unless somebody you know tells me like, oh, this story arc is really good. 
because I could just honestly I could just go back whenever. That's hard though, because one issue sometimes you don't get enough context. I mean, I guess, yeah. but I'm, I'm that happens. Like that happens a lot with yeah. me because I'm I'm <laughs> the same way. Yeah. I do. Yeah, remember every every, every remember book like except that? for Seven to Eternity, yeah. one yeah, issue, and I, was done and I was done until oh. reading the trade. It's like, oh Are crap, they're actually really good. Yeah, but my my reason is is a little bit different because my my pull list can is near infinite. <laughs> and yeah. so the it's like one yeah one book you know one comic if it doesn't grab me i'm moving on because there's yeah infinite yeah. pulls yeah um until and then, someone and then you find good. right somebody and sometimes it takes five or six people to tell me it's good <laughs> or more or you, 10 you're 12, the best pull list of all you right. come <laughs> around but you come across books like superman um like trinity um I think D- Detective, Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, the, and then Seven Eternity Saga, East of West, yeah. Black Money Murders. Deadpool Core. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you saying, I think, you, I look it over at the, the Marvel dog. wall, you were saying, you guys were saying Gamora was just awesome. Like, Gamora right. was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, you know, you, when you come across books like that, it's very easy to continue to read them. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of them out there that e- even, you know, if they're, it's like Scarlet Spider. Look, I think that was a strong book this week. It was really fun. Am I probably am I going to keep up on it? Probably not. Yeah. So, but there there's a lot of there's a lot of relatively strong good. books that I drop. It has yeah. to be great, not good. Yeah. Well, I remember because you read the first issue of Manifest Destiny a while ago, right? Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. And then I told you, dude, you need to like because you were like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I was like. Bro, you like history. Yeah, I do. You like this. You like this. You need to trust me. Like, you'll dig the art as it goes along, the story really. And then what did you do? I fell in love with it. Boom! Nice. That's the one about Lois nice. and Clark, right? Yeah, yeah. Lois and Clark. Well, Lewis and Clark, my friend. No offense, right? But you just have a, a hard time trying, accepting to get into new things. Yeah, it's just I I want something. I don't want to waste my time. That's just I understand the thing. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand that to a T. Yeah. But. I mean, like the same thing with Black Wonder Murders. I thought I thought it was well written, and I was like, this isn't for me. But when I read the whole trade, I was like, oh, this is totally for me. It's yeah. just dark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got that candlelight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's two questions I got. Oh, oh my gosh. My nightlight, actually, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like All right. And that was it cool. from Carlos. That's it. That's cool. All right. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, we have no new reviews. Is that correct, guys? Get Very on top of that. Very disappointed. Send, send a review, or or Blake's gonna beat you to the punch when. when I wish <laughs> I could send more reviews, guys, but <laughs> iTunes won't let me. Yeah. <sighs> you really should review these guys. They're a nice group of chaps. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you That's used chaps. Such a unique way to describe <laughs> us, thank you. gentlemen. They're a uh, nice group of gentlemen. Thank Better. You. Yes, okay. thank you. Chaps was good too, but thanks. Thank I prefer you. Chaps. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if you guys want to go above and beyond, you can head to patreon.com slash podcast. There's mystery boxes there. There are, Whoa. There are mystery yeah. boxes on one of the levels. Yep. Um, you, for, you can get on as little as a dollar. That that gets you like the basic stuff. $3 gets you the exclusive video content. And then what is it? What is the mystery box level? That's like 10 or 15. $35. Is there going to be a raffle? Yeah. But Matt. <laughs> Matt, I forgot we, Matt Hauser was in this weekend, and and I have uh, actually boxes for him. And oh. <laughs> I forgot to get to dude. I've I've got them. Next time you're in, uh, make make if I don't give them to you, ask me for them. But at that level, you get the mystery box. You get a bunch of other stuff too. Oh yeah, like, there's a bunch well, of other stuff. Free comics yeah, every month. Yeah, yeah. all so, all the levels mm-hmm. are stacked. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yep. So you guys can get on that. 
Uh, if you want to keep up with Horizon Comics, you can like them on Facebook or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Horizon Comics. If you want to stalk Johnny, you do. Uh, you can. Uh, <laughs> he normally brings a lot more energy than that. I don't know you what do. just happened. You do. Um, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two by Four. I'm gonna follow Johnny. I'm gonna start following Johnny. And if people wanna. Oh, chat with you. I'm uh, Blake Starling at Pro Murmuring. That's P R O M U R M U R I N G. It's a toughie. I don't know why I picked it. Roger? <laughs> On what? Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We're it's, at Horizon Comics. I think it's I'm Twitter. still not sure you know how Twitter works. I hit up Matt <laughs> on Twitter and I was like, hey, it's Blake. And he was like, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> it says your name when you message someone. Matt, it was a joke, and you didn't it's get it. Sarcasm. And you're hurting my feelings. No, I got it. I'm just pro- proving yeah. the point. I'm already and Matt, <laughs> you can follow Matt at the Hydra 555. Five. No, just two fives. Oh. Just two fives. That was close, That's though. That was close. Yeah. And then I am at St. Jonathan on Instagram and Twitter. You are a saint. I just put up episode one of my new show. <laughs> no. Go check it out. YouTube, Hydra, Hydra Gaming Podcast. Yep. Check it out. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We hope you have a great week. Take care.